Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. And did you know it's international Bitcoin today on 11.11? That's right. Today is a day for us to celebrate peace and love, which is what Bitcoin represents. Bitcoin is perfect money and perfect money perpetuates peace and love. Also in today's show, we're going to be discussing why the Solana price action is literally up over 50% thus far this week. We'll also be discussing BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, argues that the SEC has no grounds to treat crypto futures any different than the spot ETFs. We'll also be discussing Grayscale constructively engaging with the SEC on their spot Bitcoin ETF. I'll be sharing the latest updates from their CEO. Also breaking news, Arthur Hayes says Ethereum could explode by over 4,600%. And he also doubles down on his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction. Also, according to the Giga Chad Michael Saylor, demand for Bitcoin can grow by up to 10x within the next 12 months. Now, 10x from here, we're talking about a $370,000 Bitcoin price action. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, y'all just joining in. Today is episode number 1458 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. I'm your host, JV, and today is November 11th, so we celebrate 11-11, International Bitcoin Day. Let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. Bitcoin's been holding 37,000, which is a great sign. It seems 37,000 has established as a new support. The current annual high is roughly 38, so we gotta break above that before we can expect to break out back above 40,000, which is another major psychological resistance. You can see Ether trading just under $2,100. This is pretty much the highest price action we have seen for Ethereum in the past 18 months, along with Bitcoin hitting around that 38,000 mark. Solana's up another 10% for the day. We also have XRP, Cardano, and BNB in the green for the day. And as they say, when in doubt, zoom out. So let's check out these stats on the top cryptos for the past month. Bitcoin is now up 39% past 30 days. Moonvember, let's freaking go. You can see Ethereum up roughly 33%. We got BNB up 23%, XRP up 38%, Cardano up 58%, and Solana up a whopping 173%. Good Lord. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap, the highest we've seen it in a minute as well, currently at 1.43 trillion with roughly 56 billion worth of volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance has taken a step back, currently at 51% even, as the Ethereum dominance has been on the climb, currently at 17 and a half 
1.8%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we got Celestia up 37%, trading just under four bucks, followed by Kronos up almost 27%, trading just under 12 cents, followed by Thorchain up 15%, trading at $4.64. Which altcoins are you currently bullish on for this bull run? Let me know in those comments. And also checking out Crypto Bubbles, we can see the top gainers for the past day. Again, you have a sea of green, but only a handful in the red as the bullish momentum continues in the market. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently rated a 70 in greed, same as yesterday, last week a 68, and last month is a 45 in fear. So there you have it, Crypto Fam. Are you guys pretty bullish here now that we're almost approaching midway through Moonvember? Let me know. There's still lots of rumors. We can be seeing an SEC approval sometime this month, potentially this week. We're going to be discussing that a little later on in the show. Now let's break down today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts or where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Here we go. Now, yeah, Bitcoin stalls at 37,000. The business week started on a negative note with Bitcoin slipping below 35,000 amid the lower trading volumes. However, things quickly picked up on Tuesday and the bulls sent Bitcoin flying to almost 26, I guess they mean $36,000, Jesus. Now, although the asset was unable to overcome that level at first, it was pushed back down to 35.2 and then reversed its trajectory on Wednesday evening and Thursday, seeing a massive surge on Thursday that brought it to an 18-month peak of roughly 38,000. How many of you watched the live pump party we had at midnight. I did a 12-hour stream. We literally hit $37,999.99. Nevertheless, the bears intercepted that move at that point, driving Bitcoin south hard. And I believe the reason for that was the the news uh, breaking with BlackRock launching an ETF for Ethereum, which took all the momentum from the Bitcoin pump. And in a matter of minutes, Bitcoin found itself dumping to just under $36,000. But the bulls managed to intervene once more and started recovering some of the lost ground. Nevertheless, Bitcoin couldn't go higher than 37.6. Actually, it was 37.9, according to the exchange we were watching on the watch party, just FYI. And uh, But anyways, we've been currently sitting above 37. So it makes me believe that 37,000 is now a strong uh, support, which is a good sign. And also, Bitcoin market cap remains above 720 billion, which is as high as we've seen it in quite some time, with the Bitcoin dominance over the alt still at 51 and a half percent, according to Coin Market Cap. Now, interestingly enough, one of those top gainers was Scam Token, one of Sam's tokens, FTT, which is killing it uh, right now in the market. Ethereum was amongst the top performers of the past few days as well, thanks to BlackRock registering their trademark in Delaware to potentially file for the spot Ethereum ETF in the States, which ultimately means BlackRock is coming for all your Bitcoin and all your Ethereum. The second largest digital asset shut up by over 200 bucks an hour, marking a seven-month high at over 2100 just yesterday. Now, though, ETH is slightly in the red, sitting just below 2100 On the other hand, we got XRP, Chainlink, Cardano, with some minor gains. Solana and Dogecoin, Tron, Polkadot, and Shiba, and Avalanche, though, have skyrocketed by more impressive percentages. In the case of Solana and Sheeb, the gains are double digits. 
FTT. Today's top performer, FTX's native token, soared 45% on the daily and 250% on the weekly. Just goes to show you how many DGENs there are <laughs> in this crypto space. This comes amid rumors indicating the exchange could be revived soon. Could you imagine FTX 2.0? Even the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, laid out the conditions under which FTX could be reactivated. Red alert, red flag. Wouldn't touch FTX or FTT with a 10-foot pole. But nonetheless, these uh, scam tokens tend to always be pumping. So it just goes to show you there's profits to be made virtually in every cryptocurrency. And checking out some of the technicals here over on TradingView, you can currently see on the one day. Uh, for the buy signals, there's 14, only three sell signals and nine are neutral. With the oscillators for Bitcoin, we have eight neutral signals, two sell and one buy. And for the moving averages, we got one sell signal, one neutral signal, and 13 buy signals. Good Lord. BTFD, buy that freaking dip, never look back. Now, again, today is International Bitcoin Day on 11.11. I announced this date. Actually, it was Max Kaiser a few weeks ago. He said we should celebrate an International Bitcoin Day. Then I proposed in a tweet, it should be on 11.11 because it's a divine omen. And so be it. We were born the birth of happy International Bitcoin Day on today, the same day as Veterans Day. As I wrote here, today is the day for us to celebrate peace and love, which is what Bitcoin represents. Bitcoin is perfect money, and perfect money perpetuates peace and love. Fiat currency perpetuates war and violence. And as shared here by Chill ETH, happy International Bitcoin Day 11.11. Bitcoin provides freedom and sovereignty for all, the one and only true scarce asset that is made for humanity. Let's all celebrate today and keep stacking them sats as Bitcoin adoption continues around the freaking world. So there you go. Happy International Bitcoin Day to my entire fam. Let's all celebrate today and stack some sats. But anyways, fam, we have lots to cover. So without further ado, why in the world is Solana pumping like a mofo up over 50% for the week, up over 20% for the day, up hundreds of percent for the month? Well, let's discuss it. Typically, we don't focus on alts, but when you have massive gains like this on a top crypto, we have to cover it and see what's really going on with Solana right now. So let's break this down. The price of Solana has soared now over 50% on the week to establish a new 2023 high of $58. That is Solana's best weekly performance since January of this year. Many factors contributed to the gains, which include a general crypto market uptrend led by Bitcoin's ETF euphoria, let's go, and the growing appetite for risks overall. And here you're looking at the Solana weekly price chart. I know Raul Powell must be feeling good about his position right now, as he said he was mostly all in on Solana in his portfolio a few weeks back. But anyways, Solana's rise coincides with the daily selling of 250,000 to 750,000 Solana tokens by the FTX bankruptcy estate in the last two weeks as Blunt's capital shares here. FTX has been selling between 250 and 700,000 Solana every day for the last two weeks, while the price has either been going up or sideways. So far, it's been getting absorbed like a champ, and at the current rate, their unlocked token should be depleted within a week. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Now, the Delaware Bankruptcy Court approved the sale of 55.7 million Solana tokens uh, in September of 2023. The limited impact of these sales due to some tokens being either vested or locked away, and a weekly sale limit of $100 million has transformed initial fears into investor enthusiasm. For instance, Solana 
Solana Focus Funds, one of the barometers to gauge institutional flows in the Solana market, witnessed inflows worth $10 million in the week ending in November 3rd, according to CoinShares. As we can see here, flows by asset, showing you Bitcoin, Ethereum, multi-asset, Solana, Binance, Litecoin, short Bitcoin, XRP, Cardano, Tron, and others. Now, the Bitcoin ETF Euphoria is one of the primary catalysts for the overall uptrend in the current crypto price actions, led by Bitcoin's rise towards 38,000. Solana, however, has been the best performer in the past 30 days. As we can see here, Solana now up, whoa, 160% in the past month, whereas Bitcoin is up almost 40%. And we also have Cardano up a whopping 54%, Chainlink up 108%, Matic up 59%. Can you say alt season? <laughs> Seems like it. Now, Solana's futures open interest reached a significant level of around 772 million bucks today, November 11th, the highest since November of 2021. And it was roughly two years ago, at this week that we hit the all-time high of 69,000. If you don't know, now you know. Now, when Solana's price established its record high of $260, remember that, that was the height of the market. Now, high open interest levels indicate the greater interest and potentially greater liquidity for the crypto market. Meanwhile, Solana's rising open interest coincides with increasing funding rates, a fee paid by one side of perpetual contracts to the other every eight hours, a positive funding rate, which typically means that the longs are dominant in the market. An example, they're paying short sellers. Earlier this week, Solana, uh, Solana's funding rate increased 0.035 per eight hours. This funding rate represents 0.7% weekly costs for leverage longs, suggesting strong bullish sentiment in the market. Now, a rising open interest and funding rate together hints at a higher appetite for leverage longs amongst investors. So simply put, most derivative traders anticipate the Solana price rally to continue further, hence why they are bullish right now. So I'd love to to know how many of you are currently bullish on Solana, do let me know. Solana's gains this week appear to be a part of the bullish breakout move. Notably, Solana's price broke above the horizontal trendline resistance of its ascending triangle channel two weeks ago, as outlined here in the Solana weekly chart. So if this ascending triangle bottom reversal plays out, the upside target for Solana before the end of the year is roughly 90 bucks, up 50% from the current price level. So let me know by your uh, comments, how many of you think Solana will hit that target of $90 before the end of the year? Let me know. Now let's discuss the bears. Will pin their hopes on the weekly RSI, which is now at its most overbought level since September of 2021. So we could also crash. You got to keep that in mind as well, especially after appreciating 160% roughly in the past month. But again, let me know which altcoins this bull season you're most bullish on in the comments, and I'll start reading them out loud. Anyways, let's dive into our next breaking story of the day. We got a lot to cover. We uh, covered the Solana pump. Now let's discuss BlackRock and ETFs, which are on everyone's mind right now. Here's the latest. BlackRock has argued that the US SEC doesn't have any legitimate reason to treat a spot crypto and crypto futures exchange traded fund applications differently. You hear that? No clarity, Gary Gansler. Now BlackRock's plan for the spot ETH ETF called the iShares Ethereum Trust was officially confirmed on November 9th after NASDAQ submitted the 19 B4 app form to the SEC on the firm's behalf. And it's at BlackRock called the SEC's treatment of spot crypto ETFs into question as it asserted that the agency bases its reasons for continually denying these applications on incorrect regulatory distinctions between futures and spot ETFs. 
Tell him, quoting him here, given that the commission has approved ETFs that offer exposure to ETH futures, which themselves are priced based on the underlying spot, Ethereum market, the sponsor believes that the commission must also approve ETPs that offer exposure to spot. ETH. And as Jake uh, Shravinsky shared here, I took Scott's advice and read BlackRock's argument for approval of the spot ETH ETF. It's very compelling. The argument flows from Grayscale's DC Circuit victory. The SEC can't lawfully approve ETH futures ETH uh, ETFs, but not a spot ETH ETF. I agree. Very interesting. So the SEC has yet to greenlight a single spot crypto ETF application, but has approved a host of crypto futures ETFs. I wonder why. Market manipulation, not giving the investors what they want, and not looking out on the best interests of investors. That, my friend, is a fact. Now, the securities regulator indicated that this is due to crypto future ETFs having supposedly superior regulation and consumer protections under the 1940 Act, as opposed to the 1933 Act that covers spot crypto ETFs. Why are we still citing laws from almost 100 years ago? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Anyways, additionally, the SEC also appears to favor the regulation and surveillance sharing agreements over the CME's digital asset futures market. BlackRock argues, however, that the SEC's preference for the 1940 Act lacks relevance in this area as it places certain restrictions on ETFs and ETF sponsors and not the underlying assets of the ETFs. They make a great point, quoting them here. Notably, none of these restrictions address an uh, ETF's underlying assets, whether Ethereum futures or spot Ethereum or the markets from which such assets its pricing is derived, whether the CME ETH futures market or spot ETH markets. So as a result, the sponsor believes that the distinction between registration of ETH futures ETFs under the 1940 Act and the registration of spot ETH ETPs under the 1933 Act is one without a difference in the context of ETH-based ETP proposals. Now, BlackRock uh, outlined that the SEC has approved crypto futures ETFs via the CME. It has clearly determined that the CME surveillance can detect spot market fraud that would affect spot ETPs. And as such, in the firm's eyes, it essentially leaves the SEC with no justifiable reason to reject the application under its current line of thinking. That's what's up. So you can only kick the can down the road for so long, you know what I mean? Referring to the SEC here. Uh, now, it is generally thought amongst crypto and ETF analysts that the first SEC approval of a spot crypto ETF in the form of a Bitcoin-related one is right around the corner. Word has it, we could be getting that green light this month in November, potentially even this week, as there is a window of opportunity open for the SEC to do so. But we also must consider that just because we get the approval this month doesn't necessarily mean it will launch this month. It probably wouldn't be until the following month. Now, Bloomberg ETF analyst James Safehart and Eric Valchunez both predict a 90% chance of approval sometime before January 10th of next year. But let me know your thoughts, fan, when spot ETF in the United States, where do you feel will likely get that green light first from the SEC? Do you think it'll be a collective of all dozen of these apps being approved at the same time? Or do you think BlackRock will get that first mover's advantage, potentially Grayscale with the GBTC converting their product into a spot Bitcoin ETF? They currently already hold over 600,000 BTC on their balance sheet. Let's not forget that the game theory is in full effect around the world as well. You know what I mean? What if Hong Kong comes out and launches their Bitcoin ETF? 
ETF for the spot before the United States. Now, there's also talks in the Middle East, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, launching Bitcoin ETF as well. So game theory in full effect. Let's freaking go. But anyways, let's dive into our next story of the day. We discussed the latest with BlackRock ETFs. Now let's discuss Grayscale, the largest Bitcoin hodler in the world. They currently have over 600,000 BTC on their balance sheet. Let's break this baby down. And if you're just joining us, be sure to say hello in that live chat. Here we go. Grayscale Investment CEO, Michael Sunshine discussed his company's plan to convert its flagship Bitcoin trust, known as GBTC, into a spot Bitcoin ETF in a new interview with Bloomberg at DC FinTech Week on Wednesday. The SEC originally rejected the crypto asset manager's spot Bitcoin ETF application. However, a court recently ordered the SEC to reevaluate the company's application, meaning they got the victory in court. And who took the big fat L? Gary and the SEC, quoting them here, a couple of months ago, a decision did come out of the DC district that a vacate, uh, that did vacate the SEC's denial of the GBTC uplisting to a spot Bitcoin ETF on the New York Stock Exchange. We really respected and continue to respect the court process, says the Grayscale CEO. There was a period of time that after and during which the SEC have challenged that decision, they did. In fact, they did not, Sun and Shine continued. So what you have seen now over the last few weeks is our team putting in the appropriate filings in front of the SEC, including our S3 filing that now really allows us to continue to have a constructive dialogue with the SEC with all the required documents that would support us moving towards that uplisting on the New York Stock Exchange added the executive. So timelines are certainly not something that has been discussed. But what I can tell you is that the SEC is constructively engaging at the moment. That means we know the spot ETF is a lock. They're already communicating with the SEC upon its launch, even though there is no launch dates determined at this time. But definitely a good omen, fam. The CEO believes that Grayscale has a really nice advantage over other spot ETF apps because the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has already been a well-known season issuer for several years. He stressed it gives the company the ability to file an S3 as compared to some of the other issuers who have had to file S1s. Form S3 is a simplified registration statement, while Form S1 is a comprehensive one that requires companies to disclose a wide range of information about their business, financial condition, as well as management. Sun and Shine pointed out that other spot Bitcoin ETF apps do not yet have a product, investors, or even a trading history. He emphasized that Grayscale is optimistic. It'll get through any final hurdles and its investors will finally get what they have been waiting for very patiently. Amen. Let's go. Shout out to Grayscale. Let's bring it. The executive noted the Grayscale as a team is operationally ready today, stating we have been operationally ready to operate GBTC as an ETF. So they're the only ones ready, fam. Now, we're also certainly that we have made well known to the SEC regarding competition. He said, we think it's fantastic that there are other issuers that are also trying to launch products. The Grayscale boss concluded the following. We have well been and long been prepared for a world in which there are multiple spot Bitcoin ETF products in the same way that there are multiple Bitcoin futures products. The SEC chairman, No Clarity Gary Gensler, recently said the regulator is considering between eight to 10 spot Bitcoin ETF applications. I believe I heard currently there's 12 sitting right on his desk. Now, some analysts, including those at JP Morgan Chase, expect the SEC to approve multiple spot Bitcoin ETFs at once 
Early next year, global asset management firm Alliance Bernstein expects the price of Bitcoin to reach $150,000 per coin by 2025. The firm predicted imminent approvals for spot Bitcoin ETFs. So there you have it, crypto fam, when ETF maybe equals when Lambo and when Rari. What are your thoughts, fam? We still got more stories to cover, so let's dive into our next prediction of the day. We have probably the most bullish Ethereum prediction I have seen in my entire life, which is a $100,000 Ethereum price prediction from Arthur Hayes, the co-founder of uh, what used to be the largest derivatives exchange in the world, BitMEX. He's also doubling down on his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction. So let's dive into this before we break into our feature story of the day, which is the latest from Michael Saylor in a new interview. He's anticipating the Bitcoin demand to climb 10X for this cycle, which can potentially take us to $370,000 per coin. But first, here's the latest from Arthur Hayes, just blaze. Let's go. BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes is doubling down on his massively bullish Bitcoin prediction predictions while forecasting Ethereum could hit six figures. That's right, fam. Hayes says that the time to turn bullish on crypto right freaking now while unveiling a target of $100,000 per Ethereum, which is an increase of almost 5,000% from the current price action. The BitMEX founder also reiterates his prediction the Bitcoin will hit $1 million per coin. All I got to say is this. If Ethereum did hypothetically hit 100000 you know Bitcoin's going to $10 million. Just saying, fam. In the new blog post, Hayes further states that uh, currencies debase across the globe. The smartest trade would be going long crypto. Amen. And according to the BitMEX founder, Bitcoin and Ethereum are crypto reserve assets, while everything else is an ish coin. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. Now, besides Bitcoin and ETH, Hayes says there's other opportunities that exist in the crypto space, offering the potential of higher returns at a greater risk. Quoting the analyst here, then we get other layer one blockchains that claim to be an improvement on Ethereum. Solana is an example. These all got beaten up real bad during the bear market. And as such, they will levitate off extreme lows and provide great returns for intrepid investors. But they are still all overhyped. Me too. Pieces of ish that won't overtake Ethereum in terms of active developers, decentralized apps, better known as dApps, activity, or or total value locked. Finally, all manner of dApps and their perspective tokens will pump. This is the most fun because down here is where you get the 10,000x returns. Of course, you also may likely get rugged. That's right, you may get wrecked, but there is no risk if there is no return. So there you have it, crypto fam. Let me know if you agree with Arthur Hayes just blaze and what's your thoughts on his six-figure Ethereum target. Do you think that is crazy nonsense or do you think that can become a potential possibility here in the future? And what's your thoughts on him doubling down on the King Crypto? And yes, he is now investing in Solana, but I know he is late to the party. He announced it a few days back on X. So yes, he is bullish on Solana as well. That would be his risk coin he's referring to. No risk, no reward. Well, anyways, fam, let's now dive into our featured story of the day. The Giga Chad Michael Saylor was recently interviewed and he says, demand for Bitcoin will 10X this bull run and a 10X price action would take the Bitcoin price from 37,000 to $370,000 per coin. In fact, he even goes on to share that Bitcoin could hit 10 million per coin in the future. So let's break this one down. This is a brand new article just published with the Bitcoin having just months away. MicroStrategy co-founder and Bitcoin bull, Michael Saylor thinks that demand for Bitcoin can grow as 
as much as 10X by the end of 2024. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Now, during a speech just recently at the 2023 Australia Crypto Convention yesterday, November 10th, Saylor was asked to give his outlook for Bitcoin and its ecosystem over the next four to five years. How many of you were at that event in Australia? I know we got a lot of people tuned in from down under, so let me know if you got a chance to meet Michael Saylor. But anyways, in response, Saylor initially gave a rundown on the period between 2020 and 2024, noting the Bitcoin went from being seen as an offshore unregulated asset to an institutionalized mainstream app. And honing in on the near term, Saylor said the Bitcoin will become an adolescent mainstream asset by the end of 2024, as he highlighted key dynamics surrounding supply and demand that will come soon into play. Quitting him here, I think that this next 12 months is going to be big because demand on a monthly basis should double or triple or maybe go up by a factor of 10x. 10x, send it, let's freaking go. Anywhere from two to 10 and the supply available for sale will be cut in half in April. That's right, we got a Bitcoin having around the corner, roughly five months out, continuing. So instead of a billion dollars of Bitcoin available for the miners each month, it'll be half a billion dollars. It's pretty unprecedented that you would go from a supply and demand balance of maybe $15 billion of organic demand and $12 billion of organic supply. What happens when one doubles and the other one gets cut in half? The price is going to adjust up. He added 100%. Now, Saylor went on to describe the next 12 months for Bitcoin as its coming out party, as the asset graduates from college and heads on out to the real world. And looking at 2024 to 2028, we all know the next halving after 2024 will be 2028, just FYI. Saylor predicted the Bitcoin will continue to be in high growth state at adoption spreads across the big tech industry and the mega banks worldwide, with both sectors integrating Bitcoin into their products and services. Saylor also says he expects to see a lot of competition amongst companies like Apple and Meta and uh, to get their hands on Bitcoin to eventually sell for major profits, as he shares here. You're going to have a ferocious competition and will among Wall Streeters to get the most asset share. And you're going to have crypto exchanges competing and you're going to have other tech companies getting involved. That'll be one check, microphone checker, let's go. The other check will be the big mega banks or Bitcoin custodians with JP Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Deutsche Bank, and you know, when they are making loans and giving mortgages and uh, customizing it and buying and selling it, I think that'll be the second check. And looking even further into the future at around 25 years out, Saylor outlines some lofty predictions for the future of Bitcoin as he emphasized the Bitcoin will blow any other high quality asset out of the water. Preach, quoting him here, when it hits that terminal growth rate, maybe 20 years out, maybe 25 years, or it will be growing twice as fast or compounding twice as fast as the S&P 500 index or any other diversified high quality portfolio of assets you can buy, adding the following. So if you think about it like that, you just say, well, now we're going to double, we're going to double again, and we're going to double again, and we're going to double again. That coin is going to continue to progress to a million dollars a coin, $2 million per coin, $5 million per coin, $10 million per coin. MicroStrategy currently sitting on 158,400 Bitcoin, and the firm was up around $900 million on its investment as of November 2nd, virtually meaning they're now up over a billion dollars on their investment. Let's freaking go. And quoting Michael Saylor right here, Bitcoin is an asset class and that's a major revolution. If Fidelity and BlackRock and if 10 other ETF issuers all agree the Bitcoin is an asset class, 
which it is, it should be 10x to 100x bigger than it is right now. And run the math. What's 100x at today's price? Then we're talking $3.7 million per Bitcoin, according to the Giga Chad. Let me know if you agree or disagree. He also shares, I think there are only three things relevant right now. And here are those three things. The halving is coming with 100% certainty, which we all know five months out, scheduled to take place in April of 2024. And he continues, as far as I can see, most of the selling of Bitcoin in the market is the Bitcoin miners that have to sell in order to pay their electricity bills and pay their debt expenses and their operating expenses. So that amount of selling pressure is going to be cut in half in a few months. So we know what's coming. Preach. And then we know there's a spot Bitcoin ETF coming. Amen. And when that comes, we plug into Wall Street and the entire legacy financial system, the banking system, etc. And then finally, that fair value accounting is coming. And when that happens, the objective will go away. And now you're going to introduce this as a conversation into hundreds of boardrooms. They will not move in a week. They move quarterly. But over the course of 12 quarters, you'll start to see company after company looking at this and you'll start to see a reallocation of those assets. And at the end of the day, corporations only hold two assets. They hold cash and they hold bonds. And so if Bitcoin is available as an asset par pseudo a bond, you'll see a reallocation from bonds into Bitcoin. And I'm just going to skip ahead and read you some more of the highlights here. If they start to reallocate and they will 1%, 2%. 5%, then you're going to have something that has never happened in the history of the world is you've got an ETF on a commodity that is scarce. That's right. For the first time in human history, we have true price discovery in an ETF market, which will absolutely be a game changer. Now, Michael Saylor also made some other predictions, but for here, he shares for $1 million you put in, you're getting a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. What's the positive? referring to the different ways to invest into Bitcoin using the spot Bitcoin ETF. He also recently shared that uh, the demand is expected to double after the halving and spot Bitcoin ETF approvals. And we can even expect the Bitcoin price to drive to $5 million per coin. So let me know if you agree or disagree with the Giga Chad and his bullish Bitcoin price predictions. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.